Hey, Sam. Hey, Mikesh. How's it going? Pretty well. Pretty well? Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> We're back! We took, like, two weeks off. Yes. We needed a revamp. Mm-hmm. We needed to take a break and figure out where the hell we were going with this yeah i don't even know what to say okay we ch- we should just explain we tried to do a cons- <laughs> oh, did you- is it called a cult mm-hmm. we tried to talk about a cult three separate times two times okay two times and um it was just very complex and didn't it was hard yeah so we're gonna take a break on that one yeah it's kind of like you know when when you're trying to paint something or you're trying to create something and it's just not coming out right mm-hmm. sometimes the best thing to do is just like put it aside let it yep. sit come back to it I go think from I'm gonna there. do some research on that one too instead of going into it blindly because yeah you should watch a lot don't you, what because then they're gonna know what it is shit okay watch I'll tell you nothing don't watch anything <laughs> um before we get really started I want to I don't really think I have too many updates our listeners are still about the same thank you um we haven't really been active on social media yeah oops <laughs> um hey guys welcome back to another episode of quilts and theories I'm Mikesh and I'm Sam and this is Sam and I'm not allowed to say hello anymore no, correction. You can say hello, <laughs> but you can't say hello. 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 <laughs> I'm probably going to get people yelling at me like, it's funny. Stop being a bitch. <laughs> it's not that funny. It's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> at least we're on the same page. <laughs> but um, I don't think, I don't think I have any other updates. We have... Um, I don't know if we've talked about that we are going to be putting the podcast out every two weeks. Oh, good thing. Yeah. yeah we both work full time and it's really hard to keep up with this every week. And honestly, Michelle. Oh, God. Ugh, don't call me Michelle. <laughs> Michelle's my sister-in-law. Sorry. Oh, okay. Not the other one. Okay. Um, Mikesh does a lot of this podcast and she is the backbone to this thing. I'm just here to to be here i don't know to but she drinks. does a lot of work and gets the whole setup going so she's got a lot on her plate and she just moved into a house and getting that put together all that stuff so it's a lot it's a lot and i still want to like have a social life yeah you have a better social life than me oh really my social life consists of just like sitting outside <laughs> getting some sun um anyway so We'll still keep with the pattern of every other week, uh, or I'm sorry, every other episode doing cults or a conspiracy theory. So this week, we, last episode was Project Pegasus, which a lot of people liked that one. I got a lot of cool, cool comments on that. Is that the time? Time travel. Yeah, okay. Andrew Spaghetti. Andrew Spaghetti. (laughs) Good old Andrew Spaghetti. Oh, Mr. Andrew. Um, Can you just start doing that? No. Okay. British friend. I mean, if you insist. (laughs) Um, This week is a cult, and it is on the Rajneesh. I have heard very little about that, but I know that they're in Oregon. That's all I know. Yeah. They were in Oregon? They were in Oregon. Um, I'll get there. Which is where we're from. Oh, yeah, we're in Oregon, but not... This is is, uh, more like central... Eastern Oregon. Um, it, you know where Moppin is? Okay. No. Do you, uh, it's just it's in a. We'll talk about it. I'll okay. get. I'll give the the description of it. Uh, so basically, give us the coordinates, <laughs> the geographical <laughs> location, so you can go see it. Actually, there's not a lot left in. It's so the city is Antelope that they. I have heard of that. Okay. So they were in Antelope, and that's the city that they moved to from India. And, oh, well, you know what? Let me just, let me just start out. <laughs> let me just give the story. Um, so the Rajanishi cult conspired, conspired, 
Conspired. Nope. Comprised of um, people inspired by the Indian Indian mystic Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh, who was born 1931 and died in 1990, um, also known as Osho. So he goes by quite a few different names. Actually, Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh was not actually his original name. That is his guru name. I found his original name, but it, I don't even remember. I didn't type it in, so it's really not the big of a deal. Because <laughs> he never goes by it. He initiated disciples who were referred to as sannyasins. Um, they also I just want to say really quick, I am really proud of you for your pronunciations with these words because Thank you. they are a lot. So the only reason I know how to pronounce any of this is because I watched the show Wild Wild Country on Netflix. Is that a documentary? Yes. About this? Super good. Yes. Okay. Um, and uh, I also grew up around it because in the i grew up in the dells and um a lot of like our grandparents would make certain comments which i'll go over um and then we also learned about it at like this like church youth group retreat kind of thing um we actually went out to their old compound and saw it yeah it's it's changed into um young life um a christian company took it over and like recreated this as um like a retreat for like troubled youth not necessarily not only troubled like there's a lot of different groups that use it like we went there for our high school um graduation party Mm. um we went there or groups go there for like christian youth camps um so like it's used by a couple different things but it's way out in the bumfuck nowhere (laughs) like it's not hard to get to it's just boring yeah um so yeah the reason i know how to say all these words is because i watched a lot and listened to it Mm -hmm. but anyway uh yeah so he initiated disciples who were referred to as sannyasins um they used to be known as rajanishis or orange people because of the orange and later red maroon and pink clothes they used from 1970 to 1985. So from that span, while they were in uh, Oregon, you could only wear these colors. Mm. Orange, red, maroon, and pink. I like that. (laughs) I I mean... (laughs) For them. But, like, every color, like, or every piece of clothing was one of those colors. Yeah, I like your pants. Oh, okay. I like it. Cool. All right. Cool mixture of colors. Moving on. (laughs) Um, I actually remember a funny story. I was, when I was living in the Dalles and my grandparents were, no, they were living in the, yeah, they were living in the Dalles, obviously. And we went over there and I think I had too much orange on or something. Like I was wearing too much orange. I, I don't remember if it was like a dress or I was young. And my grandpa, where's my grandma? Fuck. I don't remember this story very well. However, one of them was like, you're wearing too much, um, orange you're gonna be people are gonna think you're in a cult and i was like what the fuck all right well did you understand what they meant at that that no and then i was like what the heck old doodle dandy are you talking about there bud and (laughs) just imagine you being 10 and saying that (laughs) i didn't say that i know i i don't remember what i said but they kind of told me about the cult and then some of the shit that they did which we'll get into i like to do that i like to kind of talk about it and then say, we'll talk about that yeah, later. <laughs> and then, like, leave these little bits to keep you listening. I know what I'm doing. Um, okay, so Bhagwan was an Indian spiritual leader who preached the electric doctrine of Eastern mysticism, individual devotion, and sexual freedom. That's kind of just an overview. Mm-hmm. Um, at the age of 21, he had an intense spiritual awakening, which inspired him um, in the beliefs that individual religious experience is the central fact of spiritual life and that such experiences cannot be organized into any single belief system. Basically, what he means is no one single religion or idea was the right one. It's a mixture. Yeah. So Christian Christianity isn't based on him. It's not the end all. Neither is Buddhism. It's just kind of like 
whatever you feel, whatever comes to mind, whatever, you know, like, whatever. So is that a religion? Because I feel like no, my view of religion is, like, there's one all-being. Mm-hmm. So in his system, or in his beliefs, there isn't just one. It's about you. Yeah, it's a it's a religious experience. Okay. Like in spiritual. In a spiritual life. Yeah. yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, in 19... 19- oh! Oh, I went over to the wrong page. Sorry. Oop. I feel like white people always do that. Oop. Whenever I bump into somebody, I'm like, oop. Oop. Oopa. Okay. Oopa. Okay. Okay. So then in 1966, Rajneesh resigned from his university post. He worked at a university as a um, religion type teacher mm-hmm. um, and became a guru, which is a spiritual guide and a teacher of meditation. In the early Thirteen. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm awake. I am. It's early, guys. It's early. early. We, we usually, usually jinx. <laughs> we usually we record sh- later in the day. We, yeah. Usually it's like six mm-hmm. by the time we actually start recording. She got here uh, like an hour ago. It takes us a while to get started. It does. I had to eat we my top to ramen. Catch up. Okay, back to the story. In the early 1970s, he initiated people into the Order of Sannyasis, who traditionally renounced the world and practiced aceism. 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 <laughs> Reinterpreting the idea of being sannyasas in terms of detachment rather than aceism, Rajanis taught his disciples to live fully in the world without being attached to it. Basically, that last sentence kind of yeah, just... let me think about that. Can you say that last sentence again, just so yes. I can fully process it? Rajanish taught his disciples to live fully in the world without being attached to it. Okay. Got it. Um, now, before we go too much further, Sam, you may be wondering, what is a sannyasis? I was, actually. Holy cow. Sannyasis is a form of aestheticism, and we're not going to go into what that means, <laughs> Um, in Hindu philosophy that denounces worldly concerns and embraces atheism. In contrast, neo-sannyasas embrace the world and denounce only the ego. So a whole lot of what the fuck. They denounce the world and say that last part about the ego? In contrast, neo-sannyasins embrace the world and denounce only the ego. Okay. Also, asceticism. <laughs> asceticism. <laughs> and it means severe self-discipline and avoidance of all forms of indulgence, typically for religious reasons, which that's crazy. Can you read it again? I, to be honest, I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know that. <laughs> Severe self-discipline and avoidance of all forms of indulgence, typically for religious reasons. Well, that's just... So that's like... <laughs> Mormonism? I was going to say monks. Oh. Right? Because they yeah. don't, like, self-indulge in, like, Game of Thrones monk. Do you, do you watch Game of Thrones? Have you watched Game of Thrones at no. all? No. Have you watched Harry Potter? Yes. Bullfuck. <laughs> you liar. <laughs> okay, so now that we know what sannyasis is and how to say asceticism. Asceticism. I already forgot, so thank God you remember. Asceticism. <laughs> asceticism. Oh, that was my phone. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was me. Um, okay, so the first Westerners came to the Rajanish. Okay, back up. So, this uh time in this time the early 70s late 60s he created a temple headquarter area in india and this was um in pune p-u-n-e um the headquarters was where he lived and people from all of the world would come to meet him and during this time, uh, he was speaking. So he was giving uh, lectures. He was talking. And if you've ever watched, which I encourage you to watch, Wild Wild West. Uh, I'm sorry. 
That's a Will Smith movie. I was going to say. <laughs> what? <laughs> that movie is I mean, a that's, really good movie. It's a good movie. However. Highly recommend. Highly rec. Uh, Wild Wild Country. He talks like this to denounce the world. Oh, no. Like, he's very... He... Ugh, ugh, I hated it. I, it just gives is me the an, creeps. But he... What? Who was this one more time? Sorry. Bhagwan. The, the main cult leader. Oh, okay. When he would give his talks or his lectures, he would talk like this. And I wonder if that's like a an angle he's trying to do to like yeah be like calm and serene, mm-hmm. but it's more just annoying. It's annoying as fuck. Get to the point. And you know what? Just stop dragging the S's, all right? No one wants to hear it. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> It's like me when I text. Yeah. So I mean, most of the time when I'm texting, I have to like delete letters because I just like, <laughs> I do way too long. <laughs> well, you have to get the point across. Yeah. Anyway, um, so the basic practice taught at the center was fuck off. I didn't do it. <laughs> no, I was going to say, we should just make this podcast be called Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Change the we name. We get off topic. So not off topic, but we just like your way we go down these little rabbit yeah. holes so often <clears throat> the basic practice taught at the center was called dynamic meditation which was a process designed to allow people to experience the divine he also developed a diverse program of new age healing adopted from the west so the western part mm-hmm. of the world so in these meditations you basically would go through these steps of meditation where you go through this really calm phase and then it turns into like the only way i can describe it is like a wild just weird fucked up part where people would start like convulsing and, and this they would... is not like with drugs involved or anything this is just like spiritual i don't think so okay i can't say for sure because i never heard but it would make sense that drugs are involved it's the 70s and spiritual and spiritual to get on shit. those levels i feel like a lot of the time yeah you know yeah which i'll show you uh some of the some of or you can just watch the show but basically they start convulging and they start saying weird things like talking in tongues Mm -hmm. and they like throw themselves around and like cry and scream and this is part of their healing yeah and then afterwards is like a calm release yeah and um a lot of it well we'll get to so Rajneesh became well known for his progressive approach to sexuality, which contrasted with the rejection of sex advocated by many other Indian teachers. So part of the teaching was promotion of a new man who would experience complete inner freedom through accepting a surpassing desire. He says, ours is the only religion, first religion in the history of the world, which back up a sec. (laughs) He just said before that it's not a religion. Yeah. So. Which. <laughs> anyway. Um, and also, no self-indulgences. <laughs> liar. Pick that one up. <laughs> so, all, so, this next quote. All of the others are just premature experiences which have failed. And we are not going to fail. For the simple reason, because we do not have any belief that can be proved untrue. We don't have a dogma that can be criticized. So, during this time, they're in India. And they have their little, like, they're commune. They're not in Oregon yet? No. Okay. They have their commune. And it's right in the center of India's, one of India's bigger cities, Pune? P-U-N-E, I think is how you say it. And it's a very strict Hindu area, Buddhist area that, is exactly the opposite of all this. They don't Mm -hmm. believe in having these weird convulsions and having these, like, crazy things going on, and they don't believe in having false, false religions in their area. So they come under a lot of scrutiny, a lot of issues. So what brought people to him 
were the teachings of embracing materialism and sexual hedonism. Okay, the <laughs> what brought him to him is embracing sexual and Hinduism. Embracing materialism and oh. sexual desires, basically. But I thought that he. <laughs> Now I'm confused because yeah. the whole thing was like no self indulgence. Like yeah. you should. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But maybe I'm just misunderstanding that part. No, it's it's. I I understand the confusion because a lot of people that he would bring into maybe it's like calling it calling it that. Do, 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 do. So a lot of the people that were attracted to this were people that were for one high up so they had a lot of money um but they were tired of doing this nine to five job they were tired of being overworked not being able to have this is still in the setting of india in india okay but like people all around the world got in on this um i didn't know it was that big at this point yes okay so at this point I don't want to get too far into, like, how it got built because that's not the meat of the problem. Mm -hmm. The problem is that a lot of people around the world got into this because they wanted a way of detaching themselves from the day-to-day, like, jobs. um, Sold. Sign me up. (laughs) But you have to have a lot of money. To be in on this. How do you do that without having a nine-to-five job? <laughs> so they wanted to get away from that lifestyle. They wanted to be able to live communally. They want to be able to have, like, a sense of purpose, but still have the good things in life. Why do they need a lot of money to be doing this? What's... Because, well... Do they have to pay their way in? Yes. Okay. Okay, so he also then refers to himself as the rich man's guru and was very open about displays of wealth. His displays of wealth. Yeah. So he would wear watches that are worth $1.1 million in today's money. In the 70s, he wore a million-dollar watch. Wow. He also, at one point, owned 99, or excuse me, 93 Rolls Royces. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, basically, you're paying for him to pay. Still to be, be wealthy. Yeah. But while denouncing anything having to do with indulgence and being free-spirited. and So basically, you're not attaching yourself to your work or your family or, you know, normal life. You're getting rid of all that to live on this compound to somehow magically have a wealthy But did these life. people know that they were giving their money to support him? Or, like, where yeah. did they think their money was going? For the cause. Like, okay. They're giving so their like... money, yeah, to create... Well, so at this point, the compound had already been structured, constructed in India. And a lot of what was happening was um, people would sneak into the compound and a couple times tried to assassinate him that were of Hindu or Buddhist re- re- wow. beliefs. Yeah. So um, finally, India basically kicks them out. They're like, you have to leave. Because you don't fall in line with our religious beliefs. Yeah. Looks like a very eccentric group. Yeah, so she just Googled. What'd you Google? Um, Rajneesh, and then it popped up with Oregonian. So Rajneesh, in case you aren't saying the title, is is spelled R-A-J-N-E-E-S-H. Um, but yeah, you can Google and you can see... All kinds you of should shit. See how, you should have seen how I spelt it at first. It was not. I figured. It was like R-E-J-N-S-H. I wanted to be an asshole and be like, how did you spell it originally? <laughs> you want to know actually? R-A-J- <laughs> R-A-J-A-N. <laughs> Rajan. I don't know. Rajan. <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah. At this point, um, here is where... Sh- uh, pause. Do, 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 do. So... Enter Sheila. She comes in. And at this time, Bhagwan already has someone who is his, like, right-hand gal. And who basically, like, runs the shots. Like, she organizes all the 
the events, she coordinates the monies, she runs the cult. Mm-hmm. And Sheila comes in, and she is a power-hungry little bitch. And she basically gets all up on Bogwan and is like, you need to get rid of this gal. And he says, all right, well, here's kind of your test. Um, we have to leave India and we don't know where to go. Like we want to keep the compound going. We want to keep the cult going. So you have to find us a place and real quick. And so she's doing a lot of research. She's trying to find these places to go. And in the United States, it's like the frontier. What? <coughs> Bless you. Should I leave that in? Yep. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah. She basically finds that the United States is like, the place to go because there's not a lot of rules on religion there's not a lot of um freedom freedom it's freedom of religion yeah Yeah. and um she ends up finding this plot in antelope in oregon which is you know in her eyes as far away from india that you can get because basically they're running from the law Mm -hmm. um and so they end up having to shut down the compound basically without in in, in india in india yes okay. and at first they don't really tell people where they're going they just it, it shuts down and the bhagwan's gone um and then after a while they're like well, what do we do like they keep trying to go on there's there's different compounds all around the world but like the main one is in india and eventually she sheena uh sheila excuse me she comes back with, we're in the United States now. and So she just left them all? Or they just they left just them They just left all? them at first. Didn't give them, like, any... No. Wow. And then they create this idea of having a Garden of Eden type place. Like, this utopia where they can all live harmoniously. Because in, in India, they're in this, like, tiny compound with buildings all around them Mm -hmm. and like it's not really peaceful Mm -hmm. in their eyes so they get this plot of land from a farmer in antelope and they initially say we're going to take this land we're going to live off of it we're going to you know create um farming we're going to you know do all this stuff with it so that the locals in antelope are like oh okay keeping in mind this is the mid 70s early 80s and it's in oregon rural oregon Mm -hmm. antelope is a retirement community basically white conservative people in this area and so they were already a little hesitant of having people from india coming in you know farming their land and they're like okay well as long as you're producing something you know that's fine so they end up rallying up their troops saying okay well we're gonna go live in the united states and live off the land work off the land we're gonna you know create this utopia kind of thing funny that that farmer was like what the fuck did i just do well at first they don't they just say like there's a couple of us you know there's it's just a small you know little thing and um the people that are in the community in india don't have valid papers to become United States citizens. So what ends up happening is, is Sheila ends up going through and creating all of these fake documents for these people to go to the United States, fake passports, fake birth certificates, fake immigration papers to be able to live. What a smarty. She's kind of impressive. Nuts. She goes crazy. So they get over there to, um, United States, they, they get over to Antelope, and on this show where you're able to kind of see, like, the people, they interview people who lived in Antelope during that time. So, they're, they're much older now, because this mm-hmm. was in the 70s, 80s, and they were, you know, adults, and now they're retired. Right. And they ended up basically seeing, like, van after van after van of just people 
going up into this remote area out of town, not too far out of town. And they're thinking like, we were told this was just a little family kind of thing going through and doing all this with the agriculture. And that's not what's happening. (laughs) And eventually they get tons of people up there, tons of building material, tons of um, all kinds of stuff that's not agriculture. Mm -hmm. It's like, they're building a compound up there. Yeah. And so obviously they're they're scared. You know, they see this cult going out there, coming back into town, getting supplies, getting food, whatever. They're all dressed in their orange and red and pink. Yeah. And they're they're just like, "What the f- what the fuck?" <laughs> and then at one point bamboozled. Straight bamboozled. <laughs> but then Bogwan shows up. And basically, throughout town and all the way up to their compound, they've created this, like, parade succession of all 93 of his Rolls Royce. Well, I don't know if he had 93 at the time, but he had a shit ton. And all thousands of these people have all then come from all around the world to live in this utopia. Because in India, it it wasn't supposed to be a compound. It's just... A place to go to mm-hmm. have your, you know, meditation, whatever. But in Antelope, it was an actual compound. Like, we're all going to live here and create mm-hmm. things. And so... It sounds a lot like Jonestown. Right. Yeah. But they... they, they The story is really in Antelope. Mm-hmm. It's mostly what's going on. And it lasts longer than Jonestown, for sure. They do worse things, too. Oh. Yeah. So it starts off with, you know, fake immigration papers, fake passports, buying land under false pretenses, um, because I believe part of the deal was that they were going to um, farm and aggregate it. Right. Um, because if like, you... if you Contribute exactly, to the land. Because that's what the farm owner wanted, the mm-hmm. person that sold it to him. Because um, if you've ever been out to Antelope, have you? Mm-mm. It's dry, desolate, really rocky, mountainous, cr- like not a lot not of rain. Utopian. <laughs> no, it was just cheap land, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Bogwan comes through, and he's got this parade succession going all the way up, and that's when the townspeople really start to get nervous. Like, what is this in our town? So they're going along, they're creating... Can you fucking imagine? No. One, being that age and, like, already living in this place for so long and then just having, like, this whole thing yeah. invade your... <laughs> yeah. Your fucking land and it's stuff. It's a very was, small, I think... It said in Antelope there was a population of 49. I don't know if that's now... Yeah. ...or was back then. Yeah, it's, like, it's less than small. 500 people, for sure. Yeah. It's It's very, very small. Um... Eventually, they go through, they have a lot of issues with the townspeople. They're wanting to take over, you know, this the town. They're wanting to create it into a utopia of themselves and, like, expand and, you know, really grow. Mm-hmm. And the townspeople are like, no, 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 no. So, they put up a lot of fight. I know um, a lot of issues surrounded renaming the town. But to rename towns and to rename city streets, they had to become, well, let me back up a little bit. What ended up happening was they were able to sanction off the compound as its own city or try to. So they they named themselves. So they had their own school. They had their own grocery store. They had their own restaurant. They actually had a restaurant in- all this? Yeah. How long is the span? I mean- Couple couple years. Okay. Um, let me. Briefly incorporated as a city in 1980s, which was populated by Rajneesh followers. Yeah, purchased in 1981 for 5.75 million, 15 million in today's dollars. Within a year, Jeez. yeah, the arriving commun- communes leaders 
had become embroiled with a series of legal battles with neighbors, primarily over land use. They had initially stated that they were planning to create a small agricultural community and their lands were being zoned for agriculture use. But it soon became apparent that they were wanting to be established that they wanted to establish the kind of infrastructure and services normally associated with a town. Within three years, the neo sannyasins you know, the followers, um, developed a community, turning the ranch from empty rural property into up into a city of up to 7,000 people, complete with typical urban infrastructure such as a fire department, police, restaurants, malls, townhomes, and a 42,000... No. They made this? Yeah. They're, they're, so when I said rich man's guru, they were rich and they poured all of their money into this Jesus. and their labor, free labor. Um, also, a 4,200-foot airstrip, a public transportation system using buses. Airstrip. Yeah. Yeah. He had a private air jet. Jesus. Um, sewage plants. Sewage. Sewage. Uh, reservoir, a post office. The land use conflict escalated to bitter hostility between the commune and the local residents, um, and the com- commune was subject to sustained and coordinated pressures from, basically, Oregonians didn't like it. Mm. So. Makes sense. Yeah. So, in being able to attain all of this, i'm sorry if anyone can hear that we're people are at the house redoing the kitchen so yeah mikesh is rich no no we just have really nice people willing to help us (laughs) Mm. ow um as bad as it sounded why is yours so much bigger than mine huh hello Hello. It's because I talk higher than you do. I no, just like normally it's still bigger. I don't know. Hi. Hi. I use more inflection in my voice. Yeah, I guess that's probably true. <laughs> it's so small. Let's both say the same word. What are we going to say? Penis. Okay. Oh, penis. 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 Can that be the intro? Yes. No, let's not, because that's offensive. <laughs> Pineapple. Pineapple. See? Pineapple. Pineapple. It just depends on... I use more of a wider... Yeah. I think also I had it turned around the wrong way for most of the podcast. Oops. Oh, well. Oh, well. Um, so what I say isn't important anyways, so it's okay. Yes, it is, Sam. Okay. So what had ended up happening was Sheila, this crazy Nazi lady, she wanted Antelope to become Rajanish Param. And in order to do that, you have to have enough votes. You have to vote to be able to change things. Oh, wait. That's what she wanted the name or the town to be called? Rajanish Param. Oh. Mm-hmm. And so what she ended up doing was um, got all of the people in her commune registered to vote. So they all voted. They were able to change the name um, for a very brief time and street names. Basically, in 1982, residents of the Rajneesh commune voted to incorporate the city of Rajneesh Param on the ranch. Apart from the control of antelope and the use, the land use issues, there were also other disputes. Um, the commune leadership took an aggressively an aggressive stance on many of the issues and initiated le- litigation against various groups and individuals. So it got really serious. They were bound and determined. Mm-hmm. So what she ended up doing, there's a uh, well before I get there. Um, Rajneesh also actually had a hotel in Portland, actually, that in 1983, the hotel, it's called Hotel Rajneesh, and I don't believe it's there anymore, um, was bombed. 
What? Yeah, by the Islamist military group Jam- Jamaat ul Fuq- Fukra. Which further heightened tensions. Um, the display of semi-automatic weapons acquired by the Rajneesh Param Peace Force created an image of immediate violence. So after that, they ended up gearing up for war. And there's a um, an interview that you can see. You can see Sheila actually giving an interview stating that this is an act of war. Like, you've bombed one of our um, hotels with our people in it we're coming after you kind of thing. So at one point then, because they have their own police force, they have their own setup as a city. Like as a, at at their peak, how many people were involved in this? Like thousands? Yeah. Do you know? Do you know? Oh, I thought you were asking me because like, that was like a prodding question. I was like, fuck, no, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Just I mean, with their own fucking people. fire department mm-hmm. and police and malls and like that, that that's a lot. There's yeah. Sheila. Yep. She's fucking nuts. Anyway, people are obviously getting ter- like, you know, getting more and more anxious. Like they're gearing, they're gearing up for war. You know, they're starting to now train their police force in how to actually use snipers and military type weapons. Mm -hmm. And Oregon Attorney General David B. Fraunmayer maintained that the city was essentially an arm of a religious organization and that its incorporation thus violated the principle of separation of church and state. Thousand Friends of Oregon claimed that the city violated state land lo- land use laws, and in 1983, a lawsuit was filed by the state of Oregon to invade the city's incorporation, invalidate, excuse me, invalidate the city's incorporation, and may and many attempts to expand the city further was legally blocked. When sufficient numbers of Rajanish registered to vote there and won the ref- so basically they voted. They got the they got antelope to be renamed Rajanish Param. Then um, Rajanish residents believed that the wider Oregonian community was both bigoted and suffered from religious intolerance. According the Rajanish followers had made peaceful overturns in the local community when they first arrived in Oregon. As Rajanish Param grew in size, heightened Ten, uh, as Rajneesh Param grew in size, heightened tensions led to certain fundamentalist, fundamentalist, fundamentalist Christian church leaders to denounce Rajneesh and the commune and his followers. Yeah, people did not like it. I'm just <laughs> reading over my notes. So at this time, actually, remember earlier I said that there was one point where he was giving his lectures? Mm-hmm. He actually ends up going through a... Um, time where he just doesn't speak he doesn't give his lectures he doesn't talk he just will sit in front of the audience while sheila comes through and starts giving the sermons now and starts not sermons but lectures and speeches and talks and everything the subsequent criminal investigation the largest in oregon history confirmed that a sedative group had unbeknownst to both government and officials in and nearly all Rajanish Param residents engaged in a variety of criminal activities, including attempted murder by uh, Rajanish physicians, wiretapping and bugging within the commune, the commune and within Rajanish's home, poisoning of p- two public officials and arson. Oh my god. So basically, what they ended up doing was they, um, at the time, and I still believe now, um, for Wasco County, the Dalles is the the central zone for voting and having um, like official business done, if that makes any sense. So, what they were afraid of, uh, there was a ballot going through to dismantle the Rajanish Prom, so to get rid of it and to mm-hmm. ban it, to you know get all of that out of the area and sheila had actually gone around the united states and gotten as many homeless people as she could oh my 
traveled them all the way back out to Antelope, to their commune, to try and get them registered in time to vote for this. But the uh, mayor at the time had actually put a ban on registering new voters. So you couldn't register as a voter in that time because she knew, the, the, the um, mayor at the time knew that there was some shitty shit going on. Mm-hmm. So Sheila got mad and she actually ends up going to um, Spookies. This is a really smart woman. I just have to she's, say. She's very intelligent. Sneaky bitch. Sneaky little bitch. Very intelligent. So basically what she does. She goes to Spookies, and which ta- is Spookies. I'm sorry. It sounds like a bar. Uh no, it's a pizza place. Okay. Yeah, it actually went through. I don't think it's owned by the same people anymore, but um, it's a pizza place. You can get beer there, but it's not like it's not like a bar bar. Okay. Um, pretty good pizza if I say so myself, but I may be a little biased. So they went to the salad bar at Spookies and Taco Time in the Dallas, and they basically poisoned the salad bars and in hopes that enough people were going to go through and die. What? I, I don't understand why. They wanted to cut as many voters out of the process as possible. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did people die? Uh, I or don't believe so. They got really sick. That's for sure. Um, two public off officials, I know for sure. Um, she had to have been like stalking them and like knowing. Yeah, yeah. That's where the wiretapping comes in. That's where um, attempting. So she attempted to murder the physician of Roshanish because she was afraid that the physician was um helping Bhagwan kill himself so she wanted to she tried to to murder the physician she's she's nuts she's insane she is an evil evil woman very evil yep she's still alive she is and she is on the documentary of Wild Wild Country. Wow. Yep. She's living in Switzerland in an undisclosed location because she is on the run from the U.S. government. Is she? Yes. Still. Damn. Yeah. Because, um, okay, so basically kind of the outcome of this was Sheila ended up with a, a few close close people. Because base, uh, sorry, back up a little bit. Bogwan and Sheila... I just got to say, 751 people she poisoned. Yeah. That's a lot. It was lot. bad. Yeah. She did, I don't think it actually killed anyone. Because obviously... Ten her, local restaurants. Mm-hmm. Two of the mo- more popular ones that are still in the Dells is uh, Taco... Uh, yeah, Taco Time. You and said Spookies. That. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I think the... Does it have a list? She's looking this up. Four of the restaurants in the Dallas affected by the attack were, yeah, 45, so 751 people contracted salmonellosis. Contracted. Contracted. What did I say? Contracted. Oh, yes, I'm stupid. No, you're not stupid. <laughs> you're just, you have construction on the mind. 40, <laughs> 45 of whom were hospitalized, but none died. Mm-hmm. Um, It doesn't say... It just shows the pictures of them. It doesn't say Can what I they see are. it? Yeah. Oh. Shows the pictures? Yeah. Taco Time. Burgerville. Oh, interesting. Skippers. And... Is that Spookies? No. This other restaurant that I haven't... Have you been... You said you've been to those places? The Wagon. Taco Time, Skippers, and Burgerville are still open, as well as Spookies. Hmm. Yeah. But I don't think the wagon is. This is an old picture. Yeah. Anyway, she done fucked up. Basically, Bhagwan and Sheila 
knew so Bogwan didn't know all of this was going on and then eventually when shit started to hit the fan he was like i don't know her he broke his silence because he wasn't talking throughout this whole time oh. which was a couple years by the way um he broke his silence he's like i don't have anything to do with her she did all this without my knowledge um and then sheila actually managed to escape the u.s um and during this time both of them escaped on airplanes or uh off their airstrip and no one knew what was going on no one was told everyone was just like what the hell is going on plus all these transient people that sheila brought from around the country are creating issues are stealing things are you know going nuts and yeah so in the end Sheila was extradited from West Germany and imprisoned for attempted murder, assault, wiretapping, arson, immigration fraud, and her role in infecting the salad bars of several restaurants in the Dalles, the county seat of Wasco County, with salmonella, infecting 751 people, including several Washington, or excuse me, Wasco County public officials. As a result, oh, you basically said this. Known as the 1984 Rajneesh bioterror attack, the incident is regarded as the largest biotech The incident is regarded as the largest biological warfare attack in the history of the United States. These criminal activities had begun in the spring of 1984, three years after the establishment of the commune. Rajneesh himself was accused of immigration violations, to which he entered a plea deal. As a part of the plea deal bargain, he agreed to leave the United States and eventually returned to India. His followers his followers left Oregon shortly afterwards. The legal standing of the Rajneesh Param remained ambiguous. In the church-state suit, federal judge Helen J. Fry ruled against Rajneesh Param in late 1985. A decision. A decision. A decision. <laughs> A decision that was not contested. A decision that was not contested, since it had become too late to be part of the practical significance. The Oregon courts, however, eventually found in favor of the city with the Court of Appeals, determining that in 1986, the incorporation had not violated the state planning system agricultural land goals. The Oregon Supreme Court ended litigation in 1987, leaving Rajneesh Param empty, bankrupt, and without legal... Oh, but legal within Oregon. Oh, (laughs) Oh, there it is. So, basically, it all went... It all crashed and burned. Yes, but funny enough, it was legal. So, in the end, they're bankrupt, they're torn apart, they have no followers... But it ended up that it was still a legal group within Oregon. But there was no one to run it. There was no one to oversee it. So they just left. They walked away. And then that's where Young Life comes through. And they took it... Um, so in 1996, Washington donated the ranch to Young Life, a Christian youth organization. Since 1999, Young Life has operated a summer camp there, first as Wild Horse Canyon Camp, later as Washington Family Ranch. So in Antelope, there's this, the camp thing? Yeah. Oh, nice. I went there. And, uh, a bit of the original, uh, buildings are still there, but they won't let you go see over there. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah why um it's just frowned upon they just was well, that because oh well okay yeah because it's like a christian thing now Mm-hmm. so they ended up at, you know at the end they had these big like amphitheater type areas where they would have their sermons they would have their gatherings um and basically you know orgy it was messed up so yeah that's the story of rajneesh Damn. Yeah. I want to watch that documentary now. Do it. It's called Wild Wild Country. Yeah, that's actually kind of cool. But it gives a little bit more of a detailed story. I kind of just went over the big basics of it. Um, It uh, definitely doesn't hurt to listen to this and then go watch the show 
the show is, it's just so good. It goes really in depth of what they believed, what they practiced. Um, they even interview like ex-cult members, um, some that are still believers of it and some that are not. Yeah. And interviews people of the town that lived there during that time. Uh, yeah. It's crazy. And actually, another fun fact, the um, one of the official buildings in the Dallas actually has a statue of an antelope right beside it to like contribute or to commemorate you know before the big (laughs) issue yeah basically as like a peace offering of like we're still we're still for you antelope we're still there Mm -hmm. so here comes to the fun part sam what's your time waster of the week (laughs) or should i tell you mine first oh you can no it's okay (laughs) but i want to tell you mine okay go no i'm kidding just go (laughs) You're probably like, God damn it, you bitch. Um, I've been watching a lot of David Dobrik and Jeffree Star. Oh, jeez. Is that YouTube? Yeah, YouTube. So I made my boyfriend watch the Jeffree Star uh, documentary series by Shane Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> Which would. is really interesting. Like, I, I honestly, even if you don't like him, like, it's really interesting. Um, and then I've been watching David Dobrik vlogs because I'm 16. Not really, but mentally. Oh. I'm sorry. I didn't think that one through before I said it. Wait, do you I, actually believe it? No. Okay. I, I just, like, it was a, it was a joke. Yeah, it was a joke. I'm Italian now. But yeah, YouTube. It's pretty much always YouTube. Okay, your turn. Okay, my turn. I'm not going to lie. My time waster of the week has been... Riverdale. Oh my god. <laughs> it's so good. It it's, I watched the first season. I haven't watched the second. You need to watch the, the next two. I've heard it's like really good. It's the first season. It's great. It's got a little bit of a, you know. And I'm obsessed with Cole Sprouse. Um, I am obsessed with Lily, whatever her last Liliana name is. Ryan? No. She is bomb.com. <laughs> bomb guam. Guam bomb.com. Whatever oh. you she is the tits. I love her. Um, <laughs> they're dating. I know. That's I watch. So I follow them on Instagram. <laughs> um, but the first season is very like Character lighthearted. And, yeah, like, and it's like we're gonna solve this mystery. And Betty is very much you know Nancy Drew, and with a little you see like a little bit of dark side. And then season two comes out, and you're like, holy shit! Like Just gets like intense. this. I I've got. Full body chills right now. Like, <laughs> ugh. Anyway. You watch it. Oh. And then, have you seen Jane the Virgin? I started it. I didn't, oh, it's so good. I couldn't get into it. It's so good. I thought it was really weird. Oh, I, it's so good. Anyway, I think sorry. you've asked me that before. I think I have too. I but, just started watching that again. Oh, okay. Um. Okay, yeah. So, season two is a little bit more dark and you start to like really get into it and then season three holy fuck season three is out yes it's on hulu uh netflix oh yeah i've only watched the first one are they all out yeah damn yeah they are you should watch it okay i'll get into that yeah people watch it and then you know what my other time waster trying to get my shit together that's my other time waster yeah, another one that's not, like, video-wise, I do a lot of puzzles. I spent $50 on puzzles on Friday. Holy fuck. Yeah. That was bill money. <laughs> oh, my God, Sam. <laughs> and it's really bad because I bought three, and I do one a day, a thousand pieces, one a day at work, and <laughs> I'm just like, this is a really unhealthy habit. Cause... Maybe that means you need another job. Maybe that needs you, means you need to come uh, work for my company. N- I don't think that's what that means. I'm pretty sure. It makes the day go by so fast. Anyways, bitch, I gotta pee. Let's wrap this shit up. Wow. All right. <laughs> I'm, like, actually about to pee my pants. Okay. Um. All right. This episode has been brought, brought to you by, by <laughs> Dutch Bros. Dutch Bros. What'd you get? I got, I got the dinosaur egg. Oh, yeah. Of course you did. It looks different color than normal i know it doesn't taste the same 
but I don't know. I don't think they gave you the dinosaur egg because usually it's like a blue. That's like a freaking piss green. Ew. <laughs> when is your pee ever green? <laughs> it's, it's not. <laughs> Just saying. Okay, anyways. Also, um, this episode... Christ, I'm trying to wrap this shit up. <laughs> uh thank you guys for listening thanks for asking what i got it was a white annihilator by the way oh oops what did you get a white annihilator oh cool (laughs) i knew what you got because i fucking ordered it for you (laughs) i know you're so nice i know um okay so keep liking keep subscribing please leave us reviews on itunes feedback feedback is good we want to know what we're doing right interrupting yeah tell her to stop being a twat Mm -hmm. um yeah or I'm sorry, that can be offensive. Tell her, tell her no, to stop. Li- it's okay. okay. Uh, this episode will come out this Wednesday. And then, again, we're doing every other week. So next time we meet is going to be a conspiracy theory. So until then, stay woke, my friends. No! <laughs> <laughs>